Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we continued our Hillary Duff series and watched Agent Cody Banks. Yes. I have never seen Agent Cody Banks, and therefore I do not have a veil of childhood nostalgia. <laughs> and I did not like this movie. <laughs> I loved this movie as a kid. I think I was just very into the whole spy thing that was See, all the rage in the you early would, 2000s. You would think I would love this movie, because this is right up my alley. But I did not like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the childhood, um, just, like, blissful unawareness definitely no longer applies. This movie has a lot of it's questionable... Real, it's real bad. <laughs> questionable scenes going on. It's real bad. <laughs> yeah, this movie hit the theaters March 14th, 2003. I don't remember if I saw this in theaters or not. I did not. I can probably tell you what I was doing March 14th, 2003. That was one of my friends in grade school's birthday. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I watched this at a friend's house. Because we would watch, like, spy movies are there. Like, we watched Spy Kids, we watched Inspector Gadget. <laughs> they had only spy movies? Was no. this me? <laughs> no, they didn't only have spy movies. But it, I'm just, I'm emphasizing. Spy movies, all the rage. Yeah, uh, I love the good Scooby-Doo movie. movies, the live oh. action ones. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, so obviously this movie stars Frankie Munez, who we already met, and Hilary Duff, obviously. Um, this movie also stars Angie Harmon from Law and Order and Rizzoli and Isles. Um, Keith David, who plays the CIA director, I know we've met him before because I remember talking about him. He's a voice actor, I'm sure he's been in one of them, but he has like over 300 credits, so I didn't look too deeply. Um, Cynthia Stevenson, who plays Cody's mom. She's a big mom actress, including the mom in Air Bud, many Air Bud movies. <laughs> Not the original, but like football, volleyball, baseball, maybe soccer, I don't remember. But I definitely remember her, Cynthia Stevenson. <laughs> um, and then Daniel Robach, who plays uh, uh, Cody's dad. He's a big dad actor, including the dad in Quince. Um, That's why he looked familiar. Yes. And then uh, Daryl Hammond is in this movie. <laughs> Daryl Hammond, I believe Keenan Thompson just passed him as the longest running SNL cast member. He was on Saturday Night Live from 1995 to 2009. Uh, he's probably most known for playing like Bill Clinton, I guess. Um, but yeah, he was in this movie for some reason. Who was he in this movie? He was the main gadget CIA agent, the one who like presented him with all the gadgets. Hmm. Um, I watched a documentary about Daryl Hammond a few, excuse me, a few years ago. Um, <coughs> sorry, there's like something in my throat. <laughs> can I have some, can I have a drink of your water? You don't tip it, you just. Thank you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I watched a documentary about Daryl Hammond a few years ago. Um, very tragic, interesting life. There you go. Yeah, it was wild to see him in this. Um, that's all I have for people. Yeah, I didn't have anyone special. No one from Degrassi or Seventh Heaven. No, not that I saw. I mean, this wasn't filmed in Canada as far as I know, right. so no Degrassi. <laughs> Alright, so shall we begin? Wait, we didn't talk about Mickey. 
Oh, that's right. Well, I didn't <laughs> scroll that far down because yeah. I don't even know if he has a name. Yeah, he doesn't. He's just a bully. He, j- But he did, yeah, I was going to talk about him Mickey whenever. Mickey from Shameless. Mickey Milkovich. Yes. Who also played the bully in Max Heeple's Big Move, which is another movie we have to watch. I'm pretty sure that's on the list. Um, big child bully. <laughs> he still plays a bully in Shameless. No matter how lovable he is, he's still a terrible person. Yeah. But we stand icky. <laughs> yeah, whenever I saw him, I was like, oh, okay, there it's he Mickey is. Milkovich. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what else he's done. I just, he's Mickey Milkovich. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I didn't write him. I didn't write him bed initially, and then he showed up. Yeah, I, I just, I kept calling him Mickey. Yeah, I called I him bully. I don't know who, who he was. <laughs> and I called the main bad guy bad guy. Same. They don't give him names. Okay, the CIA, CIA director is literally titled it's credited as CIA, as CIA director. director. Not a lot of thought went into this movie. No. I mean, they put Frankie Muniz and Hilary Duff in, so. Obviously it works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but looking back, it did not stand the test of time. No. Um, okay, so we begin. Uh, average teenager Cody Banks, or so we assume, wakes up in the morning. In Seattle. We have to know this yeah. for some reason. I don't know why. There's no Seattle. I don't, I don't, I'm unaware of, like, <laughs> the regular CIA headquarters <laughs> is not in Seattle. It's in... <laughs> also, it doesn't rain a single time in this movie, and that's all I know about <laughs> Seattle. Isn't it supposed to rain all the time? Yes, apparently. But CIA headquarters is in Virginia. It's either, I'm pretty sure Quantico is FBI and then Langley is CIA. But it's not in Seattle. (laughs) Well, maybe this is a secret headquarters that we don't know about. Yeah, right. Duh. (laughs) Silly me. Anyway, uh, average teenager Cody wakes up in the morning, gets ready for school, goes down to breakfast with his family, fights with his brother, the huge. His entire family is just bullying him because they're like, you can't get chicks. Yeah! You have no game. (laughs) Immediately, his brother's like, oh, you gonna try and talk to that girl again? He, okay, the brother? So, the brother's like, I've been on more dates than you have. And then Cody's like, playing in the treehouse is not a date. And then he goes, not if you're playing doctor. Excuse me? (laughs) This child is ten! There are many an inappropriate scene in this movie involving children. Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah, not good. Um, so Cody is skateboarding to school when a mother, uh, briefly gets out of the car to go put some stuff in the mailbox. That's when her young child climbs into the front seat and lets go of the emergency brake, and this car starts rolling down the longest hill that has ever been made. I, I think this movie is the origin of my anxiety, because I used to have a dream where this would happen to me all the time, where I would be, like, <laughs> sitting in the car just, like, playing, and then, like, somehow the car would start, and well, I was a child. Well, this happened in uh, Princess Diaries, too, but that made sense, because I don't know how many hills are in Seattle, Yeah, but that it was in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, all I know is that I was terrified this would happen, and I would have dreams where it would happen to me, and I'd be like, why am I messing with the car? I don't know how to drive. I don't want to mess with the car. I don't want this to happen. <laughs> So. Um, so anyway, this kid is rolling down this hill for like 20 minutes. Yeah, Cody is following after on his skateboard. He's like getting in front, getting in back. He's doing all these things to save this kid. Oh my god, luckily, right at the end, he is able to climb in and pull the emergency brake right before a train comes and almost kills and them both. saves the child. Everyone's wondering, where did that kid go that saves this child? But Cody just goes back to the sidewalk on his way to school. Just a normal day for Cody Banks. Um, so then we cut to Dr. Connors giving a presentation for this technology that will clean any oil spill in the ocean. So basically, like, oh, pfft, 
oil spills into the ocean, you release these, like, nanobots, and the nanobots will only eat up all the oil before it kills all the animals. What a great invention. However, it can be used for evil, like most things. Oh, no. Turns out, he's not selling this to, he's not meeting with an environmental company, like I assume he thought. He's meeting with a terrorist organization. And where are these terrorists from? The Middle East, because yeah. of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. 2003. Yeah. George Bush. Yikes. Boo. Yikes. Um, and they're like, okay, we're, like, gonna take you hostage, and you have, like, ten days to reprogram this technology to do what we want instead. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, not entirely taken hostage. He's, like, not yeah. upset about it. He's like, okay. Yeah, they're still, like, kind of <laughs> manipulating him, and he doesn't really realize it. Yeah. yeah for being really a st- smart guy, he's really fucking stupid. <laughs> um, like, it's 2003, and there are men wearing headdresses. <laughs> Sir, of course they're evil. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're just like, you need to do this or else, and he's Please, like... Please, I'm being sarcastic. I don't really believe that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Please don't think I'm being serious. Yeah. Okay, so then we cut to CIA headquarters. Um, they are talking about this nanobot invention that Dr. Connors has made. It turns out they can destroy, like, all CIA communications and, like, set off all of their nuclear missiles, which, like, I know we've talked about this before, but guys, just, like, don't make nuclear things. Everyone just get rid of your nukes. One, two, three... Done. <laughs> but don't use them. Not like that. <laughs> no, don't, like, safely dispose of them. Yeah. If that's, is that I don't, yeah, I don't think so, Why no. didn't we even make them to begin with? Because we're horrible. Ugh. Anyway. We hate um, war here. We hate nuclear warfare. <laughs> we're we are all about peace here. We're all for world. If there's anything to take away from this podcast, it's don't litter and world peace. <laughs> Fuck nuclear warfare. <laughs> fuck war in general, but especially fuck nuclear warfare. Especially the warfare. nuclear kind. Yes. <laughs> we, do, we don't condone. No. We want to put that out there in case anyone was confused. <laughs> Make it very clear. We will reference episode 134, Agent Cody Banks, just so everyone knows. What other... We were talking about nuclear warfare in some other movie. I don't remember what it was. Listen, it comes up. It comes up a lot in these children's <laughs> movies. <laughs> well, we brought up nuclear warfare. <laughs> just just quit it. Please. Thanks. I hope this is brought up at the next, like, I don't know, World Trade Conference. Whatever whatever they meet. What do they do? The, the Paris... UN? The Paris Accord... No, that's... That's the... Yeah. I'm fucking dumb. Anyway. <laughs> um, so the CIA must... They don't know what Eris is planning to do, which is the name of the terrorist organization to do with this technology. So the CIA must reach Dr. Connors, who is notoriously reclusive, through his daughter, Natalie. It's a good thing they started this program a few years ago where they recruit young teenagers for, a, for what's disguised as a summer camp, but it's actually CIA training, and their parents don't know about it. Yeah, that seems illegal. <laughs> <laughs> These are minors. <laughs> But what do I know? (laughs) You should write a letter to the CIA. (laughs) Have you guys seen Agent Cody Banks? (laughs) Do you guys really have a summer camp? Can I go? Um, So they will send their top young agent, uh, Cody Banks, to get close to Natalie. And then again, they're like, he's quite the ladies' man, according to his profile or something. Yeah, so then we immediately cut to Cody trying to, like, ask a girl out, and he immediately gets made fun of. And here we have another, uh, quote-unquote joke that didn't stand the test of time. Yeah, no. 
It's bad. So Cody's, like, stuttering, and he, like, can't get his words out. So the girl asks, are you in special ed? That's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then all the boys are in the locker room acting very gay, might I add. <laughs> and they're... <laughs> it is Pride Month. <laughs> <laughs> not during my Pride Month. Not gay derogatory. <laughs> Um, so they're all, like, making fun of Cody for getting nervous in front of girl. Apparently the entire world, except for the CIA, knows that Cody yeah, gets I feel nervous. Like the CIA would be keeping close And apparently Cody is also, agents. like, the only, like, young teenage boy ever who gets <laughs> nervous in front of girls. That's how they make it seem. Yeah, apparently. Anyway, this adult woman enters this teenage boy locker room. Yeah. She is wearing... A low-cut, skin-tight outfit. And, and heels. And heels. Because, you know, that's... What uh, CIA agents wear. That's suitable for CIA agents. Um, she walks in, and she's like, I'm looking for Cody Banks. All the boys are like, oh, we were wrong about him. Cody. Yeah, and then she also steals a child's towel and then starts hitting other boys with the towel. Yeah, and they're all, like, saying, like, really gross things to her. Yeah, uh, very illegal. <laughs> this is an adult woman and these are children boys. <laughs> very illegal. <laughs> so, uh, um, anyway, they start, like, speaking in code, so Cody's like, oh, this is CIA business, so he follows her. Yeah, uh, I don't think they ever, like, actually tell us her name, but her name is Ronica. Ronica. Monica, I guess but with an R. I guess it's supposed to be, like, a hot name. I don't know. Is it supposed to be Veronica, but without the V? Oh, maybe. I feel like the V makes it, like, ooh, more mysterious. Like, Ronica is not working. Ronica's not a good name. <laughs> it reminds me of Roberta. Ronica is just Monica with an R. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm, I'm honestly surprised, like, young, like, sorority girls haven't started naming their daughters Ronica. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's just not good. Sorry to any Ronicas out there. Sorry. If you exist and you're listening to the pod, we love you. Anyway, she takes him to Seattle CIA headquarters and introduces him to the CIA director. Cody's taken to, like, the CIA war room and he's given, like, the rundown on Natalie, her likes, her dislikes, and they tell him to get close to her to find out what her dad is planning with Eris. Yeah, and so Cody immediately takes this to mean, like, oh, I need her to fall in love with me. Yeah, and they're not like, that. And they're not like, no. They're just like, whatever it takes. You could have just, you could just, like, befriend her. Yeah, they're just like, you just need to get an invite to her birthday party. Yeah, you have to get an invite. <laughs> <laughs> Very exclusive. I assume it's notoriously, I mean, like, getting an invite to a birthday party could be very difficult depending on who you're dealing with. Um... So, he gets all these gadgets and money. He's asks for a car, but he's given a skateboard instead. Um, he tells his parents that he's transferring to a prep school on full scholarship. Yeah, and his parents are just like, "What? when did you apply to this? Why? What? Hello? Yeah, but then they're like, we need to speak to an administrator. So then Ronica shows up, and Dad, like, ogles her. And she's like, I'm an administrator. And they're like, okay. Yeah, that's fine. No big deal. And also, they're not like, hey, how is Cody going to get to the school in downtown Seattle instead of, you know, riding the bus or skateboarding to school? Because the CIA drives him there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Cody arrives on his first day, so there's, like, operatives outside in the van always, like, keeping watch and backup. 
Um, he's placed in all of Natalie's classes, including the first class, which is chemistry. He's confronted by Mickey Vilkovich, yeah. and they already start harassing him. He imagines, like, doing all these super cool spy moves on them, but he's like, mm-mm, can't blow my cover. Yeah, also, why do they only do that once in this movie? Like, why was that included? I don't know. Because they never do it again. Maybe just to, like, show us that he could, but he's not going to. I guess. Because, you know, children are dumb. Yeah, they steal, uh, the bully steals his watch, which he got from the CIA, and he's like, whatever you do, don't touch that button, and he does, and then he, like, gets zapped. And no one, like, does anything or says anything, Cody just takes the watch back and walks away. Yeah, so then he goes and tries to talk to Natalie, but he kind of bombs. He just can't do it. So now all of his friends are like, what a freak. Even Natalie's like, what a freak. Well, he tried, he's stupid. He should have done some goddamn research. He's in the CIA. He's like, oh, I love T.S. Eliot. Her work is so good. Yeah, and, dummy. Yeah, and Hilary Duff is like, T.S. Eliot is a, a man. Yeah, also because this 15-year-old girl in 2003 loves T.S. Eliot. Yeah. <laughs> no, she would not have. <laughs> yeah, she calls him a freak. She was reading, what was she, what was like a popular book series in 2003? Was Gossip Girl out by then? She I don't was think reading so. Gossip Girl. <laughs> Honestly, it's a good, I don't know what teenage girls were reading in 2003. Like, I was going to say Sarah Dessen, but she wasn't around yet. Her earlier books were, but <laughs> I don't she, think she was very popular. Or yet. she would have been reading John Green. Like, <laughs> this girl would not have been, like, just casually loving T.S. Eliot. Back in 2003, I was busy reading Junie B. Jones. Same. Or um, the Ramona Quimby books by Beverly Cleary. Yeah. Love that bitch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he bombs with Natalie, she calls him a freak, and then hangs out with her friends. Uh, Cody sees Natalie again at driver's ed, which is like, I guess, their next class together. And she's like, why are you in all They're of the my only classes? two in the class, though. <laughs> yeah, and, and so then she just starts opening up to him, even though she just called him a freak. And she's like, well, I didn't really want to learn how to drive, because I made my dad drive me around, because he's always busy being a scientist, but he's making me take driver's ed, so that's why I'm here. And then Cody's like, so tell me about your dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, so my dad. <laughs> Okay. And then we get a racist scene. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's real bad. Yeah. Um, the driver's ed instructor is an Asian man of unknown descent, and he comes out with this accent, very, like, breakfast at Tiffany's, 16 candles type caricature. It's supposed to be funny, but it's not. Yeah. And it's just, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, Hilary Duff gets in the car, she starts driving, she's nervous, so she's, like, not doing super well, and he's, like, yelling at her, and, like, again, just racist scene, just being stupid. Um, so then Cody gets into the driver's seat, and he starts driving, but he puts, like, a little CIA gadget on it to make it go really fucking fast. No, he puts the CIA gadget on, he, like, uh, cuts the, um teacher break like the uh, safety break yeah. you know Got it. so that the teacher won't break him from doing all of his like super cool cia stunts in the car yeah except he almost flips the car and whenever natalie gets out she's like oh my god i almost fucking died stay she's away like, from kind me. of impressed though all of her friends are like oh my god you almost killed her but natalie's kind of like mm. um i would have had a panic attack if that happened to me so <laughs> uh let's see uh then we cut to we cut to cia headquarters and Cody is sparring with Ronica. And again, it's a very inappropriate scene between an adult and a child. Yeah, I don't know what they were going... Like, okay, was the main audience they were trying to appeal to in this movie, like, teenage boys? It must have been, like, tween boys. Because, like, is that hot to them? I don't get it. I don't know. Because, I mean, like, like, Frank, like, everyone loved Frankie Muniz, but he wasn't, like, like a teen, like, heartthrob. Yeah. Like, 
Like, no offense to Frankie Muda. Like, I love or, Frankie was Muda. Like, okay, was that supposed to be, like, a funny thing? It was like, oh, he's with this, like, hot woman, and it's Frankie Muda's, like, everyone's funny younger brother. I don't know. What were they going for? We have so many questions. I know. Anyway, they're, like, sparring, and they're, like, literally, like, rolling around, and it's weird. And he basically, he's, like, they're, like, getting mad at him, because it's been one day, and they're, like, you haven't gotten invited to the birthday party yet. And he's yeah. like, well, I'm spending too much time with all these AP classes that Natalie's in, and I have to do chores. So he gets the CIA to do his homework and do all of his chores. Yeah, they're just cool with that. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're at his house, like, cutting the grass and cleaning the house and doing all these things. But Mom and Dad get home early, so everyone has to rush out really quick. Mom and Dad are amazed at how clean it is, and Cody's like, uh, I'm gonna go take the dog and walk. So he goes outside so he can talk to the CIA again. Veronica tells him. Because they're outside in the van. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica tells him, we've done all your stuff now, so you need to go to this party. Come on. Hold up your side of the bar. The, your bargain. So she's like, go call Natalie now. And so he tries to, whenever he calls, she answers and he doesn't say anything. Um, yeah, so then we cut back to CIA headquarters and the director is pissed because Cody is admits he's terrible with girls. So, again, the CIA assembles this team of, like, experts, and it's all very, like, misogynist. Yeah, it's a montage of, like, teaching Cody how to get girls. It's weird. It's bad. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, we're just gonna skip over that. Uh, I mean, it's literally, like, five minutes, but we don't see yeah. anything. It's just them being, like, like, there's, like, a scientist, and it's, like, the female brain, blah, 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 blah. And then one of the agents... Is has like an anatomy figure and he's like taking off like the boobs of it. Yeah. I, it's so weird. Very weird. Um, so Cody sees Natalie at school the next day. She's hanging up a sign and she's about to fall off a ladder. So he goes and does his super cool CIA stuff and just like saves her and then accompanies her to the nurse's office. Yeah. So they start talking, they're like getting along, and Cody like trips up a little bit. So, Veronica decides to go in after, because they're, like, listening in the van. She's like, oh, I have to go in. Um, but while she's, like, going in, Natalie basically asks him to, to her birthday party. And so, Veronica comes in, and she's, like, I don't know, she learns that Natalie asked him to the birthday party. So, she's like, oh, I he didn't need my help. He's getting the hang of it. Yeah. Um, so, Cody, uh, Cody gets ready for the birthday party. He has a little, like, a last-minute meeting with Veronica and the guys, and then he gets to drive one of the CIA's cars to the party. There's security at the door, and again, the CIA's, like, monitoring what's going on. They're like, why did this, why does the security have guns, and, like, what's going on? Um, Cody has x-ray glasses that he's using whenever he gets to the party, and then Veronica has to put a parental control on it, so he's not looking at teenage girls' underwear. Cool. Nice. Good movie. Um, Cody brought a would, necklace for Natalie for her birthday. I would also like to point out that the theme of this party is Vegas, and all these 15-year-olds are dressed in black tie. There is no... If, if people don't even come on theme to the Met Gala, people are not coming on theme to Natalie's birthday party. I'm sorry, Natalie. That's unrealistic. I don't know. If I was invited to Natalie Hillary Duff's birthday party, I would try and be on theme as possible. Well, you would. Yeah. I know you would also be on theme to the Met Gala. Yeah. <laughs> But there are many people who would not especially, understand. Especially the teenage boys. Absolutely not. No. There's no way they'd come in The men suit. are constantly disappointing at the Met Gala. Don't wear tux. Give me something more. Give me... A black tux. That's it. Right. There are certain situations for Go Girl Give Us Nothing, and the Met Gala is not one of them. If the Met Gala theme is black tux, 
You got it. Congratulations. <laughs> it never is, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so Cody gives Natalie a necklace for her... The, this girl who he's known for two days, <laughs> yes. and she's not like, hmm, this is weird. And then she's right. like, oh, put the necklace on me. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an awkward scene, too, because, like, Frankie Muniz is, like, shorter than Hilary Duff is, and he's, like, trying to put the necklace on her. It's supposed to be like a, oh, the tension is building, but it's it's just weird. It's awkward. Also, <laughs> Hilary Duff is covered in body glitter. <laughs> <laughs> She's also wearing a dress that is, like, very fitting for the time period, but, like, Off so, the shoulder. so No, bad. one shoulder. <laughs> it has, like, the little flower brooch thing. I love it. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> classic Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... So Natalie lives in, like, this beachside mansion, basically, so Cody, like, looks over the cliff and sees Dad, like, and these heiress agents leading them down into, like, his secret lab that's just, like, on his compound where they live. Because, you know, the terrorists decided that uh, the day of Natalie's birthday party is the best day for this new presentation of the technology. So Cody decides to follow them. He basically breaks into the air vents of the lab. And we see that Dr. Connors is about to give a demo of this new technology that they want. So, main bad guy wants to see them eat this metal thing, which we learn is a guidance system to a nuclear missile. Um, And that's when Dr. Connors is like, wait a minute! What are these being used for? (laughs) Maybe this isn't what I signed up for! Yeah, he's like, hey, maybe don't ruin other militaries, that's not a good idea. And they're like, too bad, so sad, goodbye. And then they all just leave. Yeah. So <laughs> Cody lowers into the lab and he He needs gra- to get a sample of the nanobots. Yeah. So he grabs one, but his suction shoes fall and an alarm goes off because he's like on the ground. So the doctor and all of the other guys have to go back and check what's going on. But luckily Cody is able to get back into the vents in time and they don't see him and they're like, I guess it was just a bug or something. Yes, yeah, um, so back up at the party, Mickey Milkovich and his bullies approach Cody, and they're, like, about to throw him in the in the pool, but then Cody uses all of his uh, CIA fight training to escape, and everyone's super impressed. They're like, whoa. And the bad guys immediately know that Cody, a teenager, <laughs> is from the CIA. They say, those moves are straight out of the CIA handbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Where is the CIA handbook? I'd like to get my hands on it. <laughs> Uh, you have to go to the summer camp first. Hey, CIA. <laughs> hey, besties. <laughs> I may be 25. <laughs> um, okay, so it turns out that this fight that happened at the birthday party made it to the front page of the school newspaper. Those reporters, always on the job, ready to snip out a story. Well, you know that Natalie's birthday party had to be front page news. Exactly. Yeah, so Cody's been taken off the case because his cover it's too high profile now. Everybody knows what's going on. Yeah, and they're like, you're gonna go back to your old school after two weeks and you have to stay away from Natalie. Um, so... And Cody is like, I can't do that. What do you mean? But... Uh-oh. Yeah, so let me briefly get a glimpse of Dr. Connors, like, re- slowing down the terrorist group's progress, because he's like, I'm not going to use science for evil. I'm just now realizing what y'all are up to. Yeah, and this fucking idiot has a picture of his daughter. Like, what? do you know anything? In his lab with the terrorists. Yeah. That and terrorists so, have taken over. Yeah, so they're like, oh, if you don't do it, we're going to hurt your daughter. And he's like, oh, no, not my daughter. Yeah, so then Natalie shows up at Cody's front door. And they go out to get ice cream. Um, Cody tries to tell Natalie the truth when the main bad guy's henchman arrives to kidnap Natalie. 
Uh, there's like this whole fight scene in the restaurant and Cody tries to stop them, but they go off with Natalie and the Cody tries to go uh, to the CIA for help, but he essentially gets kicked out. Yeah, so he goes back home. He is defeated. He's in a bad mood. His parents tell him he's grounded because he's out past curfew. Um, he goes into his room and his brother is like playing with his stuff because of course it's his little brother and he's like using his phone and he sees this like map and it's his tracking and he's like oh, her necklace oh my god so Cody's brother decides to cover for him after Cody pays him $500 and Cody sneaks out and goes to CIA Cody headquarters. Cody told him like because he didn't know beforehand so yeah. Cody was like oh I'm part of the CIA. Yeah. <laughs> So he goes to CIA headquarters, and he's looking at all the gadgets. He takes the car, and then back at home, Cody's brother covers for him. Um, at CIA headquarters, they hear, they're, they're just, like, casually strolling in on a, on segways. Like, Ronica and the director, they're yeah. just, like, like, rolling through headquarters, and they're like, oh, Cody stole, like, not explained at all. I mean, I guess they're, like, trying to, like, make it high-tech or something for 2003, but it looks so fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, Cody is paying to get onto a plane to wherever the tracking device is taking him, and... He's dropped off on top of a mountain and has to, like, super snowboard down... downhill. Yeah, he gets cornered by, like, a bunch of guys, but he takes them all out, um, and then he ends up upside down hanging in a tree from his snowboard, which also has flames coming out that's catching the tree on fire. But luckily, Ronica comes to save the day. She helps him down, and she's like, okay, like, we gotta go. And he's like, I'm not going back to CIA headquarters. I need to save Natalie. And she's like, yeah, that's what we're gonna do, dumbass. So he rides this, like, standing airplane. Like jetpack. Yeah, thing with Ronica. Again, weird. What what was going on in this movie? Also, Ronica is in a snowsuit, but of course her cleavage is still showing because that makes sense yeah. for sub-zero temperatures. Yes. At the top of a mountain. Uh, every female CIA agent has to be sexy. It's the rule. And it turns out she's the only one. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she's the first and only female CIA first agent. Agent 001. <laughs> no, Agent 002. 001's a man, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so they ride up to the evil lair, of like course. Like the secret lair. Yeah. Um, they get to go into the gates right before they close. Great timing. Okay, so we learned that the evil plan is to distribute the nanobots in ice cubes. So I guess, like, whenever you go to the gas station and buy ice cubes, you're buying nanobots to destroy all your things. I don't really know what the plan is. They're trying to destroy, like, the U.S. military weapons supply, but I, yeah, I don't think I feel like the U.S. military would have, like, a fridge where they make their own ice cubes. I don't really understand the deployment method. I'm sure they had something going on. Because Cody's like, everyone uses ice cubes, and I'm like, everyone makes their own ice cubes. Like, I don't know. Also, not everyone uses ice cubes. We're too lazy to use ice cubes here, so we don't have ice cubes. Yeah. Well, either way, if it would be our own ice cubes from the sink. Unless you buy a bag of ice. Like I said, unless you're buying a bag of ice at, like, the gas station. That's yeah. the only way you can get these nanobots. And then it's just going to ruin your cooler and your beer, and people yeah, are just going to where do, what are, what do they go after, <laughs> after your cooler? There's no, like, nuclear missiles nearby. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, but uh, they also just put Natalie in, like, a weird dome greenhouse inside the middle of the um, lair. I'd also like to say that Natalie is wearing a different outfit than what she was kidnapped in. She was kidnapped in jeans and a sweater. Now she's wearing black skinny jeans, black combat boots, and a skin-type, skin-type 
low cut for a 15 year old girl uh barely showing the stomach tank top yeah i guess they gave her some clothes to change into how'd they know her size i always wonder that in movies whenever they kidnap people and then they have like different clothes like did they just guess what size they were because women's clothing is so terrible they would not know there would be no way (laughs) no way no way to know they would have either gotten Natalie, like, a double XL or, like, a child's small, and she would not fit into either one of those. Exactly. Especially so, like, like strategically scantily clad. And in 2003, this was probably Abercrombie and Fitch, where their right. extra, extra large was, like, the size of a small. To be fair, I'm sure Hilary Duff, when she was 15, could fit into Abercrombie and Fitch. I, do, uh, I feel just... like she was probably, like, a spokesmodel or something. <laughs> Yeah, but um, she's in this weird little, like, dome thing, which Cody is just able to sneak into, no problem. Mm. Uh, But he gets caught on the, like, video. He, like, Natalie's like, I don't trust you. I got kidnapped last time I talked to you. But he, like, climbs over a bed, and then he's like, I'm trying not to be seen by the cameras, but they see him anyway. Um, They talk. Cody, again, explains things. He's like, I'm here to save you. It's all good. She's like, it's a lie. You were only here for my dad. And he's like, I was, but now I'm in love with you. And then, <laughs> uh, I don't even know Veronica where. comes in, and she's like, we gotta go, guys, but yeah. then before they can Yeah, go, no, she, they both just, like, walk in to this cage where Natalie's being held. Yeah, also, like, are you fucking dumb? If you walked in there, they could have just trapped you in there, too. Yeah. But they don't decide to do that. They decide- Yeah, well, they turn around, and, like, there's all the henchmen. Yeah. Uh, Natalie and Veronica are brought to main bad guy, but Cody's able to escape. The bad guy tells Dr. Connors uh, to, like, immediately program his nanobots to follow this remote, or else the nanobots are gonna eat Natalie. <laughs> Yeah, he puts an ice cube on Natalie's head and is like, if you don't do this, like, the, it's gonna, they're gonna eat Natalie. It's gonna like melt Natalie. Um Yeah, so where were we? Oh, Cody starts setting off all the explosives that Ronica had set around the lair. So Natalie takes the ice cube and shoves it into the bad guy's mouth. And so the nanobots start eating him from the inside out. <laughs> Yeah, it's very gruesome for a children's movie. <laughs> so, like, all the ice cubes start melting from the explosions. Cody is, um, oh, uh, Natalie, Dr. Connors, and Ronica all get into this helicopter, but, uh, the last door is jammed. I will say this last scene of, like, everything exploding around them, it's, I was, the, the, uh, stakes were ramped up a little bit. I was getting interested. Mm. Yeah, the doors are jammed, so Cody starts throwing ice cubes at the doors so the nanobots can eat the doors open. Yeah, but uh, as he's doing this, the stairs that led up to the platform where the helicopter is, like, dissolved from the nanopods. So they're able to fly out in the helicopter. Cody somehow gets to, like, the top of the cliff, and instead of immediately coming to get him, I don't know why they flew out so far, they're, like, out a far way, and then the main henchman is, like, picking Cody up and, like, about to throw him off the side of the cliff. But uh, Cody Cody straps him into Ronica's jetpack thing and autopilots it to CIA headquarters. Yeah. And then Cody's like, oh no, the building's about to explode and jumps onto the little like the legs, the legs of the The helicopter helicopter. and is just hanging on as they drive away. So what happened to all the nanobots that are supposed to eat everything? Did Did they they just blow up? Did they blow up? Did they freeze in the snow? Did they, we don't... Is the mountain just gone now because the nanopot just, like, ate the like mountain? Like, they, they would definitely be free now because the global warming would not keep them that cold. 
I we don't we, know. we don't know. I mean, I guess they were only programmed to eat a certain substance, so maybe the like everything else was fine. Human flesh. I just, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Cody's reinstated to the CIA. The henchman is in captivity. He's greeted by applause from all the other agents and gets a handshake and a promise from the director to do anything that he wants. So he gets the CIA to give Natalie her driver's license, even though she's a really bad driver. Mm-hmm. They drive to the beach. And Cody gets another assignment, and then they kiss, and that's the movie. Yeah, they kiss at sunset, and that's it. That's Agent Cody. There's just, there's no chemistry between Cody and Natalie. There's really no time to build it, but, like, it's just not there between Hilary Duff and Frankie Muniz. Even, okay, Frankie Muniz was in an episode of Lizzie McGuire, and in that episode they dated, and it's very obvious they're, they, they have no chemistry together. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. I, again, don't think it was necessary. Like, they I could definitely, like, see them as besties. And also, I think Natalie should be able to join the CIA after all this going yeah, on. seriously. She held her own. She killed that <laughs> evil guy. She shoved the ice cube in his mouth and he got eaten alive by nanobots. Yeah, fucking ruthless. <laughs> so, uh, that's Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> did you rate this? Um, I did. This did not hold up to what I remember no. as a kid. Again, I really enjoyed it as a kid, but I think part of it was, like, seeing Frankie Muniz in a role that made more sense to my childhood brain than, like, him and Malcolm in the Middle, because Malcolm in the Middle has a lot of, like, jokes that I just, like, yeah. didn't understand as a kid. Um, but I gave this a two out of five. I gave this two and a half out of five. Yeah, it wasn't great. It's it's not the best. And you know what? It makes me feel like maybe I am justified in never having seen Agent Cody Bakes 2. <laughs> Abby already told us. It was a us, sign from God. <laughs> yeah, Abby already told us that it's very bad um, and it doesn't have Hillary also, Duff. Also, yeah, so. we didn't even know that it didn't have Hillary Duff in it. It yeah. makes sense that she wouldn't come back for the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, we will not be watching Agent Cody Bakes 2. Sorry, not on the list. No. But next week, are we going to watch um, Cheaper by the Dozen? I was going to suggest that. Yeah. It's going to be, I fucking love Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> it's going to be really good. And then Cheaper by the Dozen too. And then Cheaper by the Oh my gosh, you guys aren't ready. <laughs> it's very exciting. Okay, goodbye. We'll see you then. You'll hear us then, I guess. We won't see you. Bye.